0: Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN one FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hi, how are you?
1: Welcome into a Thursday edition of Sports Scene. You're listening to ESPN one FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Miss Bree is uh, producing the broadcast today on a cloudy and rather warm day here in the University City. Uh, We're going to talk some college football. We're going to talk some pro football. We're going to talk free agency in baseball. But first, we're going to talk National Hockey League, one of my favorite guests because he knows the league so well. You see him all the time on ESPN. Barry Melrose joins us. Barry, Happy New Year to you. Thanks for doing this. Um, and you and
0: all your listeners.
1: Uh, let me ask you about, you know, in college football, there's this furor over kids skipping bowl games so they can get ready for the draft. And now Ovechkin says he's not playing in the All-Star game. Is this going to be a trend or is this a one-time thing in your view?
0: I, I think it's going to be rare. Uh, I have no problem with Alex skipping the All-Star game. I think Alex uh, has been a great soldier for the NHL. He's 33 years old. He started when he was 18. He's done everything. He's played international hockey. He's played the Olympics. He's played the World Cup. He's played the Canada Cup. Uh, he's been to many All-Star games. He just feels at his age, he needs a few days off more than he needs to go to the All-Star games. So uh, I, I would have no problem with the NHL uh, getting a situation where older players like Crosby, like Ovechkin, like Kane, like Gaves, like Bergeron, like Chara, guys that have been great foot soldiers for the NHL, great uh, faces of the NHL, uh, you know, they know their bodies and, and they know that the season's almost half over and, uh, you know, they can get a rest during that time. And also don't forget the games in San Jose, and that's another uh, flight across the uh, United States from the East Coast to the West Coast and back to the East Coast. So uh, I, I personally have no problem with Alex doing it. I don't think it's something that's going to happen a lot. I think it will happen rare, rarely, uh, and I think people got to look at that, that Alex knows his body, he knows what he needs, and he feels he needs the rest at this time of the season, not a trip across the United States to play in an All-Star game.
1: Barry, what were your thoughts on uh, what the Dallas Stars president said about some of his own players? What was your take on that?
0: Well, first off, I know Jimmy Lights very well. I've known him for well over 20 years. Uh, he was president of the Red Wings for a long time also, So, uh, before he went to Dallas. Uh, this guy's been in the NHL as president of a team for many, many years. I think it's just a lot of frustration in Dallas. This is a team that they've built, they've drafted high, they've made some really good trades. There is an abundance of skilled guys on that team, stars on that team, high-paid players on that team. And they're just not getting the job done. And, and I think that Jimmy Lights came out and, and challenged his players, challenged his stars. Uh, last night, uh, Dallas had a, had a, a game one, uh, and they ended up, uh, you know, not getting the points out of it, which is, you know, something that, uh, that can't happen. So I, I think that the Dallas stars were challenged by the president and, uh, there's been three games since, uh, they've made that the, Jimmy lights came out and said that. And uh, I think they're uh, one and two, if I'm not mistaken, but I think that uh, it was more of a wake up call for the team and see how the stars respond. J- James ne- or Neil was, uh, uh, was great last night. I, m- I mean, uh, uh, Sagan got two goals. Uh, he played much, much better. Radulov was great last night. He played very, very well. So I, I see a sign that maybe things are on the uptake in Dallas, not uh, the downtake. And that's how you hope your star players take it, as a challenge. They don't have to like what Jimmy Light said, but they have to realize that they're not playing the way that this team should be playing. They're a much better team uh, in the lineup than they're playing right now, and that's got to change.
1: Here we sit at about the halfway point of the season. We start a new year. Who are the best two or three teams in the league right now, Barry, in your view?
0: Well, in the East, Tampa definitely is the best team in the East. Probably the best team in the NHL right now. They're on a, a swing now, I believe, the West Coast swing. So we'll see see how they do. But uh they're they're a great team. So I think Dallas or Tampa is the best team in the East. I think Toronto's a very good team. I think they're going to be very very tough to beat. Matthews and Marner and Tavares is having a great year since he went over there. One of the league leaders in points and also still a, a great two way player. So. Uh, I I think those are the two best teams in the East right now, uh, Toronto and and, uh, Tampa Bay. In the West, I think uh, Winnipeg Jets are are a very good team. I think the Calgary Flames that come from behind win last night uh, on four points by Goudreau is a very good team. I think Nashville is a very good team. I think Calgary is a very good team, as I mentioned. So, uh, I I think those are a couple of the best teams in the West. You know, when you look at
1: couple of teams, maybe, Barry, that are playing better. Would you put Pittsburgh and Vegas in that category?
0: i definitely put Vegas. Vegas is playing great. Uh, Pittsburgh hammered the New York Rangers last night 7-2, I believe. That was the score. Uh, looked very good. Crosby was flying. Malkin had a very good game. Uh, so I, I still think Pittsburgh is the type of team, although uh, they're, they're not playing great and they haven't played great, uh, is a team that you don't want to play in the first round of the playoffs. Can you imagine uh finishing, say Tampa, finishing first in the NHL and having to play uh, Pittsburgh in the first <laughs> round? Wow, yeah. nice yeah. reward that is. So I, I think Pittsburgh is still a scary team. I don't think they're a dominant team like they once were. Uh, I think a lot of demons were spilled last year with Washington beating Pittsburgh and then going on to win the Stanley Cup. Washington is another very good team, led by Ovechkin, Backstrom, Kuznetsov, Carlson, uh, you know, the same group that won the Stanley Cup last year. So I think that the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins are are, are not the juggernaut they once were, but they're still a very dangerous team come playoff time.
1: Wasn't that long ago, Barry, when the Chicago Blackhawks were hoisting the Stanley Cup, and now they're not very good. What happened there?
0: Well, them and the LA Kings are basically the same situation. Uh, They won Stanley Cups. They won multiple Stanley Cups and because of the salary cap, uh, the way it works, they had to trade a lot of guys in order to make those deals happen, like Panarin's a great example. Chicago didn't want to move Panarin, they just had to because of the salary cap, and now he's going to be a free agent at the end of this year, uh, and we'll see what Columbus does with Panarin, if they try and sign him, or they move him and get uh, draft picks for him, or whatever. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's just a case where the LA King had to do the same thing, they had to make deals that they didn't want to make, and Consequently, they're, they're not a, a good hockey team anymore. And here's a team, two teams that have won five Stanley Cups in the recent year or so. The salary cap is a very hard thing to handle right now, and it's affected Chicago, it's affected Pittsburgh. Uh, the one thing about Washington is they basically came through last year uh, unscathed. They basically keep the, kept the same team that won the Stanley Cup. And uh, I applaud the general manager of the Washington Capitals as much as I... Applaud the coach of the Washington Capitals because he kept that team together, which is a very hard thing to do. Uh, Vegas looks good. Uh, Stasny's healthy now. He's getting points every night. Pacioretty is starting to score. Uh, and then you add it to that group of guys that, uh, one went to the standing cup final last year. Well, Bill Carlson is starting to score. That's a guy that they were wondering if he'd rebound. He had the great year last year with over 40 goals, started very slow, but he's leading that team in goals right now. So, Uh, Marston's all playing well. Uh, uh, Nate Schmidt missed 20 games at the start of the season. He's back playing very, very well right now. So the Vegas team is is a very good team, again, and certainly one of the favorites uh, in the Western Conference.
1: Final question for you. Um, And maybe you already mentioned the team that that would fit in this category, Barry, but if Tampa's really good, you mentioned some of those other teams in the West – Who might a sleeper be at this point of the season in each division?
0: Oh, uh, in the West, I think you'd have to look at Calgary. I think everyone knows that uh, Winnipeg's for real. They know Nashville's for real. Uh, But Calgary is a team that has sort of, uh, you know, winning games, scoring lots of goals. They've got lots of offensive players. And I I think they're a team that could do some damage in in the playoffs. So I think Calgary is, is one of the teams in the West. Um, in the East, I think, I think you'd have to look at maybe, and, and I mentioned this team as the Washington Capitals. I know they won the Stanley Cup last year, but it's very hard to repeat. And yet that team is, is playing great hockey right now and, and looks as good now as they did last year uh, as a team that won the Stanley Cup. So I think that uh, that is a team that uh, is, uh, is going to create some problems. And also the Boston Bruins. I, I really like the Boston Bruins. Uh, they got to stay healthy. Bergeron has to uh play now he he was hurt, he's back. Chara was hurt, he's back. They're starting to get their lineup back together. They were decimated by injuries. Marshawn's playing very, very well. Uh Debrusque is, is healthy. He was hurt at the start of the year. He's uh looking very very good right now. So I think the Boston Bruins might be a team that uh is sort of being overlooked in the Eastern Conference and a team that uh could be a, a sleeper come playoff time.
1: As always, great stuff from Barry Melrose. We talked the National Hockey League with him. Barry, appreciate your time. Thank you.
0: My pleasure, anytime, and Happy New Year to all your listeners.
1: Okay, same to you. Thank you, Barry. Does a great job covering the NHL. Barry Melrose, ESPN. Bottom of the hour, it's going to be our pleasure to bring in Eduardo Perez from ESPN to talk a little Major League Baseball with a free agency, uh, et cetera. Um, In the meantime, and for the rest of the day, it'll be us. Uh, just after we went off the air yesterday, uh, two more Gator players decided they would uh, declare for the NFL draft. And quite frankly, uh, the decisions, voshan Joseph's decision, a little bit surprising. Jordan Scarlett, in my opinion, would have been not very smart if he hadn't declared. You know, he he's had a lot of mileage. Uh, I think it's just time for him to go play in the National Football League and get paid for running the ball. Um, So, you know, that time of the year till January 14th, coaches sweat to figure out, you know, who's going to stay and who's going to go. And while it was commendable that every Gator player stayed and played in the bowl game, you got a bunch of them now who have decided to leave. But, again, if you're talking Ja'Kai Polite and Juwan Taylor, these guys – Uh, I just looked on CBS Sports. They were both in the first round uh, to be drafted. So, you know, it's pretty hard not to do that uh, when you're thought of that highly in the draft. Also today, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about the college football playoff. Tomorrow, by the way, mark this down, uh, Derek Scott, who... Covers, actually, play-by-play for South Carolina men's basketball is going to be here. And so is Laura Rutledge. Uh, She's going to be out in California to cover the championship game on Monday. Uh, They'll all be here tomorrow. Um, There, today, I I don't normally do this, but to get information, this is what had to happen. Um, I contacted somebody with direct knowledge of what is going to be discussed, school presidents and whatnot, uh, when it comes to the college football playoff. Okay? And it was interesting to hear what this person said. I'm going to tell you what that person said coming up. Twelve fifteen time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, We'll open the phone lines, emails, Facebook Lives. We want to hear from you. We've been gone a long time, so call us up and talk some sports on Sportsy.